the volume. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I like betting on FanDuel Sportsbook because they have great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. They've got awesome new and existing user promotions, and it's America's number one sportsbook. It's also easy to use, it's safe and secure, and you can get your winnings fast in as little as two hours. Also, it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay, and you can discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code JNJ so they know I sent you. That's J ampersand J. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, in permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, February 23rd, and we've got a lot to talk about in the world of sports and entertainment. As always, Jenkins is, and we're joined by our special guest, Mike Malloy, later on. Definitely stick around for that. Uh, we all love Mike. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by my good buddies, Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, buddy, I'm a good. Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's that, Bubba's? 
I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike, and now I am super high and have things to say about Mike Tarico. My favorite part of that, I actually listened to it because I was like, so, how did so this did sound? Because I, yeah, I, so I, I forgot. I mean, I didn't forget. I wasn't. But I was like, you know, I, I, there were things that I'd forgotten, you know, that I hadn't, you know, caught because I was high while recording it, right? But my favorite part was Mike, like, pleading. We're Jackson. <laughs> we have to cut this. We have, bro, bro. We, but, 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 wow, laughing so hard he could barely get the, you know, he could barely get his words out. I almost but. threw up twice during the segment. I was laughing so hard I started doing the ha ha. <laughs> Dog, man, I love we kept that. I'm like, no, we got to keep this shit. Tyler's like, you know, no, we got to keep this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fan service. No, that was classic fun. Jenkins and Jones. Yeah, out of bro. Nowhere tangent, man. We used to get drunk as hell and just ramble before. You know what hell I mean? Yeah. And that had that energy. 420, we're going to run it back for sure. Um, get I ready, think, Jackson. The thing, <laughs> I think the thing I was happiest about was it was like it was like the fantasy scenario. It was like a 2017 Jenkins and Jones episode, but with a producer. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like I didn't have to try and like slide the volume up when one person was talking and then slide it back down when the next person was right, talking. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, okay, let's. We're gonna talk about refs first of all, uh, because John just sent us a video of Dan Hurley getting ejected for pumping up a crowd, his own crowd, his own crowd. He wasn't like on the road flipping off <laughs> the opposing fans or something. And then I had a basketball ref experience last night that I want to talk about as well. But what did you want to say about this crazy Dan Hurley shit, Joe? I have an idea, guys. I, ha I talked about it a little bit in the, in the group chat. I put it on Twitter. I think there should be a governing body that, <laughs> that people can hit up. That, that the coaches can hit up and say, yo, this ref is on some bullshit. What, what, like, what, do something about him. But the key is the governing body is us. They Ooh. hit us up. You feel me? <laughs> and we get to tell them live on air, get his monkey ass out of there. <laughs> you feel me? That's the call. Get his monkey ass out of there. And then the ref has to leave to a shower of booze and replaced by somebody that has some sense. And I think... Then if somebody so you said come in, this, you come into the arena with like seven refs and then you just rotate. Yes, out. yes, okay. yes. At least seven, because we might need seven. If there's a if also if a call is reversed, somebody said, get that ref out of there that made that call. You know, the late game calls where somebody made a bad call. If it's bad enough, he'd call us, Jiggins and Jones. Calling the Jiggins and Jones. Specifically the three of us. Specifically <laughs> us three. <laughs> Put out the joint, look in the camera, get his monkey ass out of there. <laughs> Bro, I think that'd be good television. You know what I'm saying? They just, TNT, hit me up. You feel me? Turner, hit me up. They should just, just take this shit back to like the ancient Roman days where the crowd gives them the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, something got to be done, man, because that was fucking ridiculous. God damn, a motherfucker can't hype his own crowd up? How does that hurt your feelings? That ain't got shit to do with you, bro. But it ain't about your feelings either. And that's what refs need to remember. It's not about your feelings. It's about the rules. He broke no rule. You just wanted him out of there. You know what I'm saying? And refs have the power to do that. Bro, they need actual consequences in game 
You know what I mean? I want to see a, a ref kicked out the game, showered by booze. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we need that. I, a, Balance it I out. See, I want to see if I could tell this story without getting, without ruining a friendship or getting anyone fired. I have a friend who is an NBA ref, mm-hmm. and he came up the way they became an NBA ref was by refing in a local pro-am league that lots of NBA players played. Okay. Mm-hmm. He said there's a very big divide between referees who came up that way and referees who came up a more corporate way. Mm-hmm. Who started refing in high school, college, right? And he said that the differences in the way that they relate to players and how personally they take things. Mm-hmm. Because if you're refing at a pro am league in the summer, you are not you are not taking things personally and getting into feuds with players because right. you would not necessarily survive that experience. Right? <laughs> and punch I've to the face, a, like Tyler says. Yes. And <laughs> I've had you said and I've the had risk several of conversations that. with him about me. I think you can really see that difference at every level of the refs who are there because they love the game and they, you know what I mean? They like, they understand the flow of things. They're going to let a certain player talk a little more shit when he's just done something good than they would to someone talking after the tip, right? There's just like a little more feel for the game. And I think that that is missing it at every level. Here's my proposal after covering the game that I covered last night. And let me tell you, if you don't believe in the concept of white outrage, travel (laughs) with a black basketball team into Orange County to play a pretty much all white basketball team and watch what the crowd does when a call goes against the white team. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I, I, I went to high school in Alabama. I'm very familiar you, with that. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Col- this place called Coleman County. Look it up. Not a black person in the entire County. There were white people that were leaving uh, my white teammates, parents. I have never seen anything like this. <laughs> they were shocked by how many white people were in that place. So you know there were no niggas in that entire place, bro. Uh, Coleman County, look it up. I'm not playing. Here's my proposal. If you have to do 20 hours of training to become – and, I, first of all, basketball officiating to me is the worst. It's so hard. It's, it's hard. Im- it's, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. But that's why you got, you know, you, you got to be subject to public disapproval. Um, <laughs> you, if you have to do 20 hours of training to become a ref, I think you should have to do an additional 80 hours of training before you're allowed to call offensive fouls. That makes sense. Do you watch if you watch college basketball at all, and it's even worse if you watch high school basketball. They're just—I mean, some of these people—it's just guesses, bro. A dude just ran into a kid last night, (laughs) just ran into him, and because he put his arms across his chest like he was a mummy, they (laughs) called an offensive foul. Like he just ran right into his chest, bro. But but G, (laughs) but but G, with that too, the offensive foul is the ref's chance to stunt. They love that. You know what I mean? That's that is their moment. So you know what I'm saying? Like they love that call. I got you know? to blow my whistle three times. Right, like right, right. They get a you, you see how emphatically they do make that call? Jump legs. They they basically hit the splits and turn. <laughs> if they hit the splits, I wouldn't be as mad about the call. But no, nah, man, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. But and they and they they need some real consequences. It's it's sick. Uh, let's talk about. I really appreciate JJ Reddick opening this up for discussion. Uh, JJ Reddick has fucking had it up to here. He's <laughs> fed up with the malarkey. <laughs> Tyler, uh, you, I saw you tweeting about this yesterday. Uh, I, 
I respect it. I, JJ Redick to me is in that spotlight. He played. He played there. Like yeah. that's a dude who this is not like people snitching on former teammates or media members who are seventy years old talking about the fitness level of pro. This is a dude who I feel like who has a right to say this dude is fucking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was what was wild to me was you know there's the whole you know Duke brotherhood there with him and Zion. JJ has, you know, famously spoken out about how he didn't like his time in New Orleans, how he didn't like how the way the front office handled shit. And he still called Zion out on this shit. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I, I watched the clip. I, I went into it a bit hesitant because I feel like whenever a player calls out another player about shit like this, it always circles back into a bootlicking, you know, f- uh, you know, affair for the front office. But this wasn't that. Right. Like like J.J. didn't say any of that corny ass. You have a contract. You made an obligation. He didn't say any of that bullshit. And that's when players lose me because teams don't give a fuck about those contracts and those obligations. Right. If Memphis was dumb enough to call New Orleans right now and say, hey, we'll give you job for Zion. Um, New Orleans isn't giving a fuck about the obligations that they have mm-hmm. to Zion's contract. Mm-hmm. They're getting Zion the fuck out of there. Right. But J.J. didn't say that. J.J. was like, you owe it to the brotherhood of NBA players that you're a part of to to you know handle shit better than you're handling it now you know cj is you know this is a real life dude who uprooted his life and is coming to a whole new city and you owe it as the especially as the face of the franchise to reach out to that man to welcome him you owe that to you know being a part of the brotherhood of nba players that you are a part of and you're you know fucking up you're dropping the ball on that and and i'm with jj on that like i said it wasn't no front office bootlick and he was calling him out for not being for not doing his brotherly duties as part of the nba brotherhood yeah, I, that's what I was worried about. I thought it was going to be like pro-corp. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, loyalty to team. And I'm like, and I'm like, damn. I've, but when I heard it, I'm like, this is the first time I've heard somebody talk about loyalty to team and actually talking about the team members. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The actual players, the people. You know what I mean? So, and I mean, dog, like a top, tw- like a dude, CJ is a dog. You don't even get a man a call. You have him on your team. You're not even to say, hey. You know, I'm I'm happy to have you. He don't give a fuck about New Orleans or that team. That is blatant. You know what I mean? And I and I get not caring that much, but like you said, it's a like for like about the team or like New like New Orleans and all the. This is for the city, all that shit. But like when you have like somebody that you said has uprooted their life and is coming there, and you don't even welcome them. Bro, like, you know what I'm saying? That's anti-black. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know right? This is February. Zion. Right. It's black right. history, month. Right. It's black history, but are you acting like this? Come on, G. Um, yeah, I I think I, I love I don't think most players like doing this publicly, but I love when guys actually like expose their heart a little bit and talk about how they feel about like Tyler said, the brotherhood. But also people are like, this dude's being disrespectful to the game. Like, you know, it's like, like you have to be committed to something, you know, like there has to be something in there because otherwise it's just like, here's some money and I'm out, you know, I mean, there's got to be something else holding you to it. And I, I don't know. I mean, you give me $20 million and find out how fast I can fuck my life up, I guess. You know what I mean? But <laughs> no, you would not at this age. Maybe no, not, at, what, not at this age, but 19, he's not 20. my age. But yeah. also, the thing is, like Zion is so good. Like you talked about, what's interesting? You brought up the fact that they would trade for Ja ASAP, which is you know nobody would have said that in what 2000 and what 19, 2020 when he was drafted. You know what I'm saying? So, but like, yeah, like I, I, I just, I don't know, bro. I feel, I feel, I, I, Zion is is too good and is too talented to just not care this much. You know what I mean? And I think what we're leaning towards now 
I mean, it's it's not it's it's, it's not the the sixty percent from the field, twenty six a game, ten rebounds a game guy anymore, bro. You know, I mean, the way he's acting, you know, the this past year. But what's also wild too is while as a Duke fan, a thirty year Duke fan, <laughs> you know, like Jason was my favorite basketball player of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like I loved him when he was playing for Duke. And then, you know, J.J. Redick, I was like, this white boy and all that. You feel me? And I like J.J. way better when he opens his mouth and says stuff <laughs> than Jason Williams. I'm like, well, this, will this, will this Mooley shut the fuck up what I'm talking about? Fucking <laughs> Jason Williams. Then I feel like Larry Bird when J.J. be talking. You feel me? I'm like, I love this white man. So maybe that's very dukish of me. <laughs> but anyway... Yeah, man, JJ's really good at his job, and so I should have, you know, he, what, yeah. what he said was right, for sure. This this is a very, we've gone to bat for fucking uh, uh, Danny uh, uh, Curly and fucking uh, JJ Redick here too. Sports show right now, and I don't like. Sorry, it. I pop boy, I I seriously apologize. All right, let's dunk Me on too. an idiot. Let's dunk on an idiot. Um, Nick Adams, in, uh, so we don't usually waste time quote tweeting stupid tweets on here, but this was the stupidest tweet I've seen maybe all year. So this is, I don't know, it's Booger Boy of the Week, is whatever you want to call it. But this dude tweeted, Ennis Cantor Freedom was a consensus first ballot NBA Hall of Famer before <laughs> taking a stand against communist China and being blackballed by the league and the media. Consensus, consensus first ballot. First ballot. He said that man was on the Bron KD tier. <laughs> Come on, man. Even dog. Even he can't believe that bullshit that he typed. There's no fucking way, bro. He, there's no fucking way. This is that shit where I don't even want to retweet it or talk about it to give it love because it's so fucking stupid. It doesn't deserve our time. You know what I mean? I'm like, dog, come on. He just trolling. Has to be. Has to be. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Come on, man. I don't know. I Looking at the timeline, I think it's like the head might be so far up the butt there that... He really thinks there's an anti Ennis freedom conspiracy here. He's in there like he's in his time. He's in his uh mentions like John Snow right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fight, come on, bro. Jesus. He's never watched a game of basketball in his life. He's probably watched ever. maybe t- two max. Ever, ever, ever. Um okay, let's say there was I think one uh news bit that we missed uh right around All Star, which is that uh the dragon has signed with the Nets. I'm curious, like, I actually just want to go through briefly the East. Like, what are you, as we start the second half of the season later this week, how do you guys feel about the East and how do you feel about the West? Let's talk about the East. Where do you think this net Sixers, Bucks, Heat, like, where do you think all this shit shakes out uh, over the next two and a half months? Are we not talking about the Swamp Dragons? Like, the the Jersey? You didn't, y'all didn't, what the fuck? Bro. I looked up the dragon with the net shit, and I thought you were talking about the Swamp Dragons name change they tried to do. I was talking about they tried to change the nets to the Swamp Dragons? Yes, bro. Okay, let's talk about it. I did not know this. What the they fuck? They were trying to ch- – I, I was reach- – I was bro, they tried to tra- change the nets to the Swamp Dragons. It got to the point where it was like eight, one vote away from, from it changing. The only team that voted against it was the nets. But I mean, you got to read up on this, bro. It was crazy. It's more bro. interesting than Drogic signing with the Nets. Oh, oh Drogic's. Oh, okay. I thought I was like Dragon. Drogic's. 
Is this when they were in New Jersey? New, they were in New Jersey. Yeah, they were in New Jersey, bro. They like they were they like they had, they they had they were selling the least jerseys than anybody in the league, like the least amount of jerseys from any any other any other team. And they're like, yo, we need to do something different. And the jerseys, bro, I'm like, look it up. Look up the jerseys. The jerseys are, bro, in the 90s, in that colorway. Yeah, some 90s You know what I'm saying? Right and, but, like, people in the area, in, in New Jersey, were saying that, you know, the 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 swamp calling, you know, the, that area, the swamp was wrong, but it is a swamp. You know, they didn't, but they thought it was a, a bad look. But, gee, like, the jerseys were fire, and it was really close to being the Swamp Dragons. You know, Jason New, New Jersey kind of has a history Jersey. of, like, mythical animals and shit. Did, did y'all know that? Like, the New Jersey oh. Devils, the hockey team, that is named yeah, after, yeah. like, a mythical animal that they the said that they spotted. Yep. Like, I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. But dog, There's I actually would, I, a fucking, you know, urban legend New Jersey Devil animal out there that they're named after. Could you imagine a Michelin S throwback Swamp Dragons jersey right now? I would rock the shit out of that, G. You okay. know what I mean? It looks way... Go ahead. Spolster said, my first idea was to change the name so New Jersey wasn't even in it. He said, we right. played in East Rutherford, which is a small town. We went to officials and said, we want to change the name. Here's a couple million bucks for the rights. And they were going to sell it to Nike to become the Nike Nets. And he said, because quote, it just ended up being too much government. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But yeah, they didn't want New Jersey even in the joint. You know what I'm saying? Like the Meadowlands were max. They were calling it a swamp, which... It was, and it actually lit on fire, they said, every year. You know what I mean? So, you know, fire dragons, swamp dragons wouldn't have been too much Some of a of reach. designs are fire. Bro, I'm saying, man. Bro, come on. that I wear that right now. Today. To work, bro. I will pull up to, to the gig with that on, G. That whole jumpsuit. That shit crazy. I miss the color purple in sports. We just retired this shit for some reason at the Millennium. And it was, it's a good color, bro. It's a really just the Laker. I mean, it's very, like, the I, as much as I hated the Jazz, the Jazz purple uniforms compared to this fucking, you know, gradient rock shit that they're on, like, the purples were fucking, yeah. you couldn't say nope. shit about those. <laughs> the purple Coors Light can ones with the, with yeah. the snow-capped mountains, those shits are harder and, and now that I look at them. But, but, yeah, there was a whole fucking purple and teal boom because of the Hornets in the 90s. Yep. Like, every fucking team. You know what I'm saying? Try to incorporate that. We saw the fucking Pistons of all teams, the red, white, and blue. You know, they broke out the the fucking t uh, uh, teal jerseys and shit in the rebrand and all that. So, yeah, teal, teal had its run, man, and I think we overdid it a bit. I think that's probably why we're steering away from it. Yeah, I think Damn. teal is a color we don't use as much anymore. Because, I mean, like, even, like, the, the Showtime jerseys, I love the, the purple one. The purple yeah. Showtime jersey may be a top three, top four jersey of all time. Yeah, I like, think it's like, beautiful. Like, bro, they were pur purple and teal was such a big deal after the Hornets that we got purple and teal Jordans. We got the Aqua oh, 8s. You know what I'm saying? We did. That's how big of a deal we that colorway did. was. Them big yeah. ass boots. They were tight back then, but you could, bro, them joints were Tim's. That's how they fit. You feel me? <laughs> you look like your foot was three sizes too big, but they, but that was a, bro, yeah, that was a time. That was a time for sure. All right, we're about to uh, kick off the sprint to the playoffs uh, later in the week. So uh, I'm going to just run through the East real quick. I just want a couple thoughts from you Mike, guys. Mike, do we have to talk about this, bro? Yeah. Do we have what? to talk about this? We got Basketball? Bro, I'm not, not, not like the East and the West, bro. We just, got done, we just got done firing Mike Tirico up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then this, what, this is the product we give the people after that. <laughs> we turn into sports synergy. You <laughs> Tyler was talking about it. What's going on in the East and what's going on in the West? <laughs> hey, bro. 
Well, why don't you give me some fucking topics then? Bro, Guy who wasn't 40... working at 2 a.m. last night? <laughs> no, I definitely wasn't. I definitely wasn't. I just gave you a topic. The Swamp Dragons, my boy. I think, I think, I think, I think we Gucci, bro. Bro, I think we Gucci, dog. I think we Gucci. I'm not trying to go through the East and the West and see what's going to happen, man. You know what I mean? We going to see what's going to happen. Let's talk about this 500-pound fat-ass fucking bear that is absolutely terrorizing Lake Tahoe. The bear's name is Hank the Tank. Is the biggest animal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and he's just wandering into people. He's wandered into 28 homes forcefully and eaten their food and chucked a deuce and left. And there's nothing they can do about it except kill him, and they don't want to kill him. <laughs> Question. I, I, I haven't heard about this. Why don't they want to kill him? He could kill somebody else by busting into their house. He hasn't attacked any people and he hasn't attacked any pets, which means they don't believe that that's something that he wants to do. And if you live in a place like Lake Tahoe, you respect the wildlife and the wilderness. You're choosing to live there instead of in L.A. or Vegas or a city. And so they do everything they can to not kill an animal. But he has broken into 28 houses because he now knows that houses are actually food boxes. <laughs> that if he gets into them, he can what? eat whatever the fuck he wants because the people will run away. So somebody has to die or something has to die for him to kill this bear. They're going to wait to that. What are you? It's a bear. It's coming in homes. This is, I mean, what, what other ingredients do you need? <laughs> to assume you something want bad is going to happen for Hank the Tank for looking for some fucking Twinkies, bro. <laughs> Nigga, fuck that bear. Okay, are you kidding me? It's busting. I did see a video of a bear like basically lowering its shoulder and busting in a door. And is that the is that the is that the bear you're talking about? I mean, probably. Look at this motherfucker, bro. Get him out of here. That is a monster. It should not be on this planet. We got where, enough where to worry about. Where would you even shoot this dude, bro? I read something that it bears. It takes 15 minutes for a bear to die if you shot it directly in its heart, because it would be running off of adrenaline enough adrenaline alone to keep it alive for like 15 minutes. But also, you can't shoot them directly in their heart because they have so much padding there. You have to. You need something, something real big. Yeah, and and, skulls and so, fuck too. Yeah, yeah. The, skull, the skulls. I did read that the skulls ricochet, like bullets ricochet off the skulls, so you can't shoot them in their in their skulls. How, how are we the only animal that didn't come out with bulletproof skulls, bro? Because I feel we, like every time we talk about a wild animal, Tyler, didn't you say it's the same thing with the the uh, feral hogs? That you shoot them in the head and it just like bounces up. We're the only animal that you shoot in the head and the fucking our brain just pops. Have you seen how ugly a bear is without fur? fur? Period. Feral hogs are fucking ugly as shit, bro. That's just <laughs> balanced, dog. You know what I mean? Our women have titties. Uh, have y'all ever heard about the cocaine bear? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We talked. We talked about we the talked cocaine about bear. That. Right, 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 right. Fucking cocaine bear. So. Like, like some dude found a bear that ate a fucking whole duffel bag of cocaine. And like, and like, thank God that bear was not around any people because I cannot imagine a skeet up bear is probably the most dangerous animal to have ever walked God's green earth, bro. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Bear's nostrils are big as fuck, too. <laughs> he was just pouring that shit in like it was candy, bro. I bet he had a blast those last few minutes, though. I bet. He, no, he was literally God that last, those last few minutes. You know what I mean? 
Bro, uh, said a movie is supposed to be coming out this year about fucking Cocaine Bear. Run that. Cocaine Bear got a movie? Yep. Hey, bro, let's hop on Twitch, do a live streaming. I'm, I'm me, me and Tyler will obviously be very high. Mike, you can just, you know, keep us in keep us in line. Make sure we don't, you know, <laughs> keep you in line. Make yeah. sure we don't <laughs> make, make sure, sure we don't run a mile and a half <laughs> off course. Okay? That's all. We can keep it within 3 3 quarters of a mile of the course. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm asking. That's all I expected. Uh, I want to talk about the last thing we'll talk about. We'll get to our interview with Mike. Uh, I posed the question after having to endure LA traffic for like a half hour. People don't understand if you live in Southern California, you can choose to not commute. I live in Long Beach. I work in Long Beach. I do not touch a freeway during commuter hours, but maybe two or three times a year. I asked the question, how the fuck do people survive this? And so many people hit me back and said the Jenkins and Jones podcast that it, it was touching, but it also broke my fucking heart, bro. Like, I can see why some people fuck with the show. Because commuting is like, commuting is how have we constructed a society where you just have to sit unpaid in your car in traffic, oh. taking years off your life to go to work, bro? This is like, this is, it's devilry. It's fucking wicked as fuck. There were people that worked at Yahoo that from Long Beach. Two hours each way. Ain't no way They're man. spending a, a third of their workday, if you started from when they leave, is spent on the road, G. Four hours and then eight hours at work, G. And you know, in our industry, you at work probably more than eight hours most days. You know what I mean? So, dog, like that is wild. That's a long ass day without four hours to it. You know what I mean? And, you, and that piece you mentioned, Mike, unpaid, unpaid. And you know what always tripped me out too? It's like jobs that have like unwritten dress codes. Who paying for that shit? You gonna make me pay for shit that I ain't gonna wear outside of my gig? Like these sh shirts and ties and shit, bro. You feel me? This is a like you said. It's devilry. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a. It's a, it's, it's all a scam. Commuting is a scam. A Working scam. on site for fucking ninety eight percent of jobs is a scam. All of this shit is a scam, and and that's one of the 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 few you know blessings i would say from this whole corona fiasco is that there's been a shift towards you know the whole remote working from home you know um business model for a whole lot of companies because you don't need to be on site for a lot of shit bro you really don't and i haven't been working at on site since fucking 2016 so and i'm never fucking going back to an office ever again in my life if it ain't remote don't holler at me bro so yeah no time no. i worked in an office for three months out of college and was like, this is doing something poisonous to my body. Like I can't breathe right <laughs> with the fucking research. See, I'm going to be a dead serious. I was getting a headache every day. You know what I mean? I was just like, this is just, this shit does not feel good to me, bro. I've had that in every contract I've ever signed professionally. <laughs> I'll come in for meetings, but that's it. bro. Y'all shitting on me right now. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> Y'all Y'all, Mike, you just said I've been poisoned for 20 years. <laughs> I said it's poisonous to me. It was poisonous to me. What do you think it is for me, Mike? Have you ever met me? <laughs> Shit, bro. You feel me? <laughs> Shit. All right. Stay tuned for our interview with Twitter comedian, real-life comedian, televised comedian, Mike Beloy. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. 
Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We we're able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we we're really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie gets the difficulties that come with home projects. Why not make it as simple as possible to tackle that project? Turn to Angie with confidence, even for major renovations or emergency repairs. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And with FanDuel's same-game parlays, you can turn little bets into big paydays. NBA gets started back up on Thursday. Big game between the Warriors and the Blazers. I am one of the people who believe that Steph got his shot right in that All-Star game. 
So I would take the Warriors money line. I would take the over on points. And I would take Steph to go absolutely nuclear in that game. But that's not the only reason I love betting with FanDuel Sportsbook. They have payouts in as little as two hours. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. And if you're a new customer, you get a risk-free first bet up to $1,000. Make every game feel like the finals all season long. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or head to FanDuel.com and sign up using promo code JNJ, that's J ampersand J, to bet the NBA today and get your first bet risk-free. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. We're excited to welcome on our special guest, Mr. Handsome himself, Reggie October, Mike... (laughs) Mike Malloy at what's the new at is at handsome adult now on Twitter handsome adult yes I I got it back after a seven month suspension for threatening an Irish politician (laughs) we need some context speak on that please Uh, well hold on is Mike Malloy uh, one of our favorite uh, comedians from twitter.com slash the real world and uh, you're going on tour and you're you're filming something for Comedy Central what what else are you on to talk about yeah uh, so March 1st I'm going to be filming something for Comedy Central here in Los Angeles pretty excited about that it's just uh, like a five to seven minute set that'll be on there Uh, so that's pretty exciting I'm also recording an album at the end of March so That'll be fun. I'm doing that down in Austin, Texas at Cap City Comedy. And then uh, next week I've got, uh, I'm going to be in St. Louis at Helium Comedy Club. So first time doing comedy in St. Louis. Hope the people uh, show out and uh, don't make me look like a fool. John, give Mike advice about being in St. Louis. (laughs) You got got anybody you know out there? Uh, No, I'm going to be solo dolo by myself wandering the streets of St. Louis. I'm hoping I'm hoping Murphy Lee comes. That's about it. I just got prayers for you, my boy. That's all I got for you. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) No, you'll be cool. G. You'll be cool. I don't need a chaperone. No, no. I sent you. I sent you. Have you checked in? I'll send you. I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you some food. Uh, you know, recommendations. Hell yeah, you'll be fine. I think Helium is is that Tower Grove or something? I think it said it's like like Chandler is technically where it is. Uh, Clayton. Okay. Clayton. Oh wow, you're gonna be good. I'm good. I'm fine there. All right. Oh, Bubba. (laughs) You hey, walk with your money out and everything. (laughs) Ain't nobody bother. You gonna be cool, bro. (laughs) You gonna be cool. Don't worry about nothing. I wanted to know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna ask him what he said to the Irish politician. Okay. Yeah. Let's. That's what we, I was about to ask. We learned from last episode. You can say whatever you want on this podcast, and as long as they don't social it out, you're good. So <laughs> hey, this, 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 we'll this, talk about that later. This woman was in I. This politician in Ireland was proposing that they uh, install these benches in the parks that had a space in the middle of them. Obviously, it's like an anti-homeless uh, architecture sort of thing. But her reasoning was that it was for uh, people in wheelchairs to back into. And I asked her if she was really proposing a place for when people in wheelchairs need to sit down. And (laughs) I was, I followed it up by asking, I just want to know if you're an idiot or fucking cruel. So I know how to approach this. And I got popped for that. 
and Twitter what? like wouldn't... that's mild as hell, bro. And it was a valid ass question. It was some bullshit she was on. It was it was some bullshit. And I they, they said it was like targeted harassment because I quote tweeted her, and I'm just like, that seems like you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. They wouldn't even like look at it for seven months, and then finally like my manager had emailed them and they were like, all right, let's look into this. And then immediately turned it back on. And I was just like, you fucking dickheads. I told you a million times to turn it back on that. I didn't do anything, but That's didn't they get, they got me recently for saying that, uh, what, okay. What's the dude with the fire shirt? We were arguing about that defensive player. Where's all the sneakers. What's his name? PJ Tucker. They got oh, me word. for saying PJ Tucker was a art exhibit ass nigga. I'm like, Remember they, they got me got for the whole for, weekend. They got, you, they got you for racist language, bro. I <laughs> that what is, is a black. What you were saying, Mike? <laughs> I can't no, say it's not what I know. <laughs> I would never say that was racist language. <laughs> Dog, man. Yeah. So they they tripping. They also other stuff. I have never been suspended for all the shit I have talked on Twitter, and that's wild as hell. I know my time is coming sooner than later. No, nah, you're I too think, important. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> I think there's, it, there's probably a lot of human beings who work at Twitter who, like, love you even though they've never met you and they don't know <laughs> you. Like, you're probably an important person. I guarantee you there's printouts of at least one of your tweets in the headquarters of Twitter.com. <laughs> oh, like, for sure. And it's not human beings. They have this, algor- this is an algorithm that popped me. They have Tyler not to suspend him in the algorithm. They probably <laughs> like, have it. To, yeah, right. They build. Yeah, they built right. it into the code. Right. right. Too much the engagement. <laughs> right. Right. We, we ain't can't stupid. lose this engagement. We can't lose this engagement, bro. <laughs> Mike, how uh, how nice is it to be performing again and to not be worried about the world ending? I feel like you and Faded were like, I, and I. I don't know. Everyone I'd make a living. I, I work in sports, so it was difficult for people in in sports to figure out how to you know function during the pandemic too. But I feel like you guys were some of the only like ethical people out there as far as being like you know we're not going to encourage people to do secret gatherings yeah. without masks and shit like that. But that must have been difficult too, right? It was really tough because I mean there was nothing I wanted to do more than perform at that time, and it was you know I had just gotten to the point where I was able to not have a day job and just about to kind of really dive into the full-time comedy thing i was supposed to be touring all summer i was supposed to be doing shit and then all this shit popped up and it was like all right i'm on the sidelines i didn't feel right about going and doing shows uh in secret i didn't feel right about just doing comedy during a time like that it really didn't seem like much was funny i didn't want much of my comedy to be about fucking covid uh i just wanted to give myself like time to heal my brain a little before i got back out there and it seems to have worked i feel like i'm uh now that i'm you know back back in the uh back in the back in the uh, iron church so to speak and uh you know getting those reps in i'm feeling good i'm feeling strong and i'm ready to you know fucking take on the world so to speak how long did it take how long did it take for you to be able to get back out there and how did it feel the first time you were out there g it took, I mean, d- till I was feeling like, oh, I'm ripping again, probably six months. It was really hard to get back, to just get stage time again when I came back because there was a year and a half's worth of people who were not being ethical, who were not doing mm-hmm. the right thing. They were out there grinding, and their grinding, as unsafe as it was, elevated them above me. And I just like, all right, now I'm behind these fucking dickheads. 
On the you got passed chart. up by Braun. You got passed up by Braun practicing, holding practices before the bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. You stepped into the bubble and you were just like, oh, these motherfuckers have timing. Fuck. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we did things to try to, um, you know, keep me loose and keep me, you know, still using that that muscle that I use for comedy by doing the live stream. Um, you know, that was a fun thing and it kept me sane during the pandemic. And now it's just a fun thing to do. You know, just having a get. Yeah, I'm not sure if any of you guys check it out, but it's uh our cocktail making show where I just have a guest on and I get them shit faced on nice cocktails and then I put them in an Uber home. It's a nice time. <laughs> so you know, something that always intrigues me about comics is that you know, like you mentioned, you know, not losing that muscle. Like mm. you know, you, we see like the all time greats like Eddie Murphy and Dave Chappelle when they're ready to get back in. It's like a ramp up process where. You know, they're just sitting like hole in the walls and just ran yeah. for you know hours on end. So, so like you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm th- that's a process that always intrigued me. And like, where would you say you're at right now with it? Like, are you are you in game mode or are you like MJ with the 45 instead of the 23 right now? I mean, I think um, if I had to compare it to something, I'd be probably be like Iverson's rookie year. Maybe is where I feel <laughs> like right now. Like, I'm not. You know, I'm not considered a fucking all-star yet, but I think I'm fucking knocking on that door. I think I've I have a resume that is as good as most, and I think it's worth noting. Uh, you know, I, I I feel like I'm I'm playing really well right now. I feel like I'm my writing's as good as it's been. I feel like my performing's as good as it's been. I just feel like you know, I kind of feel like I'm in the matrix some of those times where I'm just like, Oh, I'm just moving in a way that like I'm on, I'm unconscious right now. That's my favorite analogy. Yeah. When things are going well. I, t- I love it. Cause it's so, cause it's so that's like, it's fucking perfect. Um, who's a more annoying fan base, Lakers fans or Celtics fans? Oh, Lakers fans. 100%. Um, Why is Celtics that? Celtics fans are just stupid. Like they, <laughs> like they were born into this lifestyle. Most Lakers fans chose this. Because 90% of them don't live in the fucking greater Los Angeles area. <laughs> and most of them are little nerds. Especially now that you guys got Russ stands on board. Oh, God. What an annoying fucking group of people. The the uniting of bronze stands, Russ stands, and Lakers psychos who... People don't understand how psychotic <clears throat> Lakers fans are. And I'm one of them, but like we really believe... Like I believe, like I'm, I know in my head what the Jason Tatum Lakers jersey will look like. Like we really believe all those fucking photoshops. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's absolutely like, and and you know what, y'all deserve each other. All all three of those groups <laughs> deserve the fucking misery you get. You I was bet- I called. Go, go ahead. You uh, say I was what? gonna say the fact that like Lakers fans were, or Kobe stands were like mad at LeBron for being there. Like he doesn't have yeah yeah have to go play basketball for their team of all teams. <laughs> like oh I'm mad I'm mad you I'm mad at you for not being Kobe Bryant. Okay, <laughs> it's a perfectly you mad at the other seven billion people on the planet who aren't Kobe Bryant too. <laughs> Are you just mad at the best player in basketball for not being the fourth best player in basketball? Is that what you're mad about? That seems insane. I I hit my homie up who's a Lakers fan. I'm like, yo, what is going on right now? He said, John, this is being a Lakers fan. Like, drama is being a Lakers fan. This is the norm, G. He was like, this is always going on. 
So yeah, my my friend right. JJ and I, who's the other biggest Lakers fan I know, we were in London covering the Olympics when the Dwight Howard Steve Nash shit happened, and it happened at the trade deadline, or you know, it happened whatever time it was, free agency deadline in London. It was like two o'clock in the morning, mm. and we woke everyone in the house up. We woke up like eight other people being like. Lakers, bitch! <laughs> like we're about to be fucking crazy this year. Dwight, Steve Nash lobs to Dwight Howard. <laughs> Shut the know. fuck up. Steve Nash played four games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> he originated that. He, he was on his back carrying his roll-on luggage through an airport. <laughs> and then he, and then when reporters asked him, like, "Are you in playing shape? Are you just here for the money?" He's like, "No, I am here stealing money, basically." <laughs> I, I love that. It. <laughs> To be honest, I'm here because of the money. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hey, well, who who had the idea behind uh, drunk spelling, BG? Uh, that was, wondering. that was so much Danny fun. Who had that? So, like okay. I said, we do the, our live stream, and one day we were just shit faced and trying to spell something. And I'm I'm an <laughs> awful speller. I can't spell restaurant. I used to have to Google good food places. Good food. Just because, like, whatever I type was so fucking. <laughs> Not close to restaurant. Restate <laughs> ooh rant. That's what I, I get, think about when like, I'm spelling you're it. You're looking for good restraints. Like, okay, you fucking sicko. Here's here's some of those. Wait, no, I'm an awful speller. Uh, and Danny was just like, why don't we just do a drunk spelling bee? And it was still at the point where we were, you know, nobody was leaving the house, so we were able to round up some pretty fun people to do that. And actually. Oddly enough, two people that were on the first Drunk Spelling Bee, uh, my friend Bailey and my friend Steve, who's in the band Pup, uh, are now engaged. Oh, wow. They Is like start, they had like started dating like a week before, and I had booked them both for the show, not knowing that they were like Zoom dating in secret from two different countries because he's in Canada. And uh, now they're engaged. So that's a strange thing that's come of it. Matrimony. What yeah. happened? A T R I. Shut up. No, fucking mar marriage. I can get. I can spell that. Yo, did you, what happened to the cheater, bro? What happened if to the he, cheater? He definitely <laughs> cheated, man. Yeah, right, right. Definitely cheated. Shit. Is he banned? Is I had he him banned? Caught in fucking 4K, looking off camera, <laughs> and no, he is guilty as shit. Can I be honest with you? John and I were fucking hot. John and I were like really ready because because and I want you to know this. We offered to help Tyler cheat and he declined. Bro, we were it's ready. About the integrity of the game. We were exactly. ready. How are you going to cheat at a drunk spelling bee? Like, because it matters. <laughs> we just wanted him to win. That's all well, that matters. If, yeah. if it mattered, I wouldn't have offered to help him cheat. Right, you right. You know what I mean? But it, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Most In the end, it worked out because it was fucking chaos and it was funny. So I was like, "All right, well, yeah. fucking at least it. As long as it was funny, yeah, it was definitely funny. I think it added a little thing to it too, like it, like so the, you after need that it, controversy, right? That yeah, controversy we held it. We held a trial. Yeah. We yeah. held it. We held I remember the trial that. Yeah. on Zoom. <laughs> Bro, we needed all of that during the he panty too, bro. As fuck, bro. We right. were he was all so that time. fucking guilty. Just just to see someone post it in the chat and then he'd spell it the right way. So. We needed all of that content too. That they were doing playing horse on fucking TBS and shit. I watched <laughs> that with Vince. Bro, oh, bro, that was terrible. God, we that was embarrassing. Shit, I can't believe that was actually on television. Whew. All right, Mike. Thanks for hopping on with us. Everyone, go check Mike out. If you're in St. Louis, go be a friendly face for Mike because John's worried he's gonna get. No, nah, not at yeah, all. Yeah. Playing, he cool. <laughs> nobody, I, I nobody's playing. allowed to rob me. 
Yeah, John right. said it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody robbed me. Everybody leave me alone. Jethro stamped it. I, I'm, I'm told I can't bring weed into Missouri. So if you could bring me, somebody please bring me some marijuana. I'd greatly appreciate it. Hit him with that za. Hit him with that za. You feel me? <laughs> All right, fellas. Thanks for having me. I appreciate All right, bro. you, bro. All right, for sure. Peace. All right, our thanks to Mike for hopping on. That's all the time we got for the show today. Uh, well, yeah, well, here we go. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> episode of another pod. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.